If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance where humans have any interaction with horses. Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Hey, this is Glennis, and today I'm doing the chat myself. I know it's a bit unusual because I've always had a guest, but I've had quite a few requests to teach myself on the show and to educate our listeners. As a lot of listeners know, I'm an instructor and a trainer, and I regularly assess students for their courses for Online Horse College. And our most popular course is the instructor courses, and that's where I'm going to start today. This series of tips will be almost like a practical checklist of what you should be looking for when you present yourself to be assessed. It's part of your training. And if you are doing some face-to-face training or practical training or even even going through workbooks and, and videos and everything else, you would learn these tips. So these are the ones that I've gone through. I suppose I've made a bit of a checklist of what you should be looking for But I've done this from my individual training reports, which I give to students when they do an assessment. And these are the ones that come up the most when people are being trained. So this one about tips and, you know, how to train a horse for lunge, or not even training about horse for lunging, it's training yourself on how to lunge a horse properly. The prerequisites, of course, you know, say you've already got your fenced arena, you've got the level ground, you've got good footing, the horse is already trained for the job. You've already got the appropriate gear, okay? So the first tip you need to do is just to check the area. Now, you know this is already a safe area, but things that people do forget to do is just to have a good look around the area before their lesson, to go into the arena even and just make sure that there's going to be a suitable area for lunging before they go and bring the horse in there and have to traipse around dragging poles or something or jump wings out of the way with the horse behind them. So check that before you even start your lesson so that you know you've got somewhere safe to lunge. When you come into the arena, make sure your gate's closed and look around any obstacles in the way, any witch's hats. You know the witch's hats, the soft road cones that are used often within the arena to teach the horse to weave in and out. These have got to be out of the way when you're trying to lunge your horse. Any jumps are particularly important because sometimes horses will come around on the lunge and I see them and they prick their ears up like, do I need to go over this jump or not? If you're lunging too close to jumps and especially when later on you have a rider on, this is a potential danger thing. The witch's hats as well, the horses can jump over them and if you've got a rider on, particularly a beginner rider or a nervous rider, this can be a bit of a problem. And probably the last thing that I'm going to talk about in checking the area is just your observers. People might be watching you and they might be a bit keen and they might want to come into the arena or into the area where you're lunging. And unless you're an experienced instructor, the best thing is to just say no, watch from outside. And when I say watch from outside, watch from outside. Don't just sit on the rail, dangle your legs and hands and everything into the arena. Just stay right back 
and away from the edge. You know, you, can, you know, have your elbows on the edge of the arena because you'd have enough time to get out of the way. But stay away from the area where you're trying to lunge. Now, that's the first thing. The next thing that I see is just the handling of the lunge line and the lunge rein. People are very pedantic on whether they've got loops or whether they've got folds, and I'm sure that there's been problems in the past with people having loops and having them too small, getting tangled up in their hand. Really, if you handle the lunge line correctly, I don't mind if you've got loops or folds. Either will do for me, so long as you do it correctly and so long as you handle it correctly. You know, you've got to have even loops, even folds. We've talked before about the lunge line being too small and getting tangled in your hand. That becomes a problem. But just as much as if the loops are too big and they come down below your knee or uneven loops and you're starting to, you know, if they're below your knee, you can stand in them or get them tangled up and that can be a bit of a problem. And another thing I see commonly with the lunge line is that people, when they're sorting out their lunge line and it's good to have it sorted out and even and ready to go, they pretty much drop the rein and don't have any control of the horse. There's sometimes when the, the lunge line might be so tangled up or knotted that you do need to sort it out, but always keep control of your horse, almost like, you know, holding your horse, having the contact there between your hand through the rein to the bit so that you've got control of the horse at the same time. Now, that's the second one, the lunge line. The third one is the handling of the whip. Sometimes people come in and they're not familiar with handling the whip or have been around and handled the whip, but handling it wrong. If the tail of the whip is always kept below the handle, the horse is less likely to be worried if you hold the handle up and the, the tail sort of whirling everywhere above the head. If you just have the general idea of the tail lower than the handle. Now, when you're actually encouraging your horse to go on, have the whip horizontal and when you use the whip, use it horizontally, not vertically. So if you want to encourage the horse to go on, it's not a matter of the whip going up and down. It's a matter of the whip going horizontal. It doesn't necessarily have to touch the horse if you've got a well-trained horse, but horizontal rather than vertical. When I see people come in and they pretty much pick up the lunge line, pick up the whip, handle it well, and they start doing things like resting the end of the whip under their elbow, I just think that person has done quite a few hours because they know enough to rest the end of the whip under their elbow so their wrist doesn't get sore from just holding the handle of the lunge whip. So holding a bit further down than the handle and resting the whip under their elbow shows me that that person's got enough experience to have got a sore wrist and they're doing something to save their wrist. So I think that's a pretty good tip. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. 
The next thing is the whip itself and the lunge line. If you need to take it off your horse or getting ready or something, you don't have it on the ground. We talked about before about checking the area, checking for obstacles, making sure it's safe. You don't come in then and put the lunge line on the ground or the whip on the ground. It always stays off the ground. If you're adjusting gear on the horse, you just put the handle of the whip under your elbow, keep the tail behind you or else pick the tail up and have that in your hand as well. And then that way the tail is not getting in the way of the horse and the horse is not going to get worried about the tail of the whip. The next thing that I see people do is cracking the whip. Now, this is not a whip to be cracked. And if you do start cracking the whip, sometimes horses have got bad memories of cracking the whip. So it'll upset the horse that you're lunging. It might also upset the other horses. And if there's other lessons going on or people handling horses, the horses start to get a bit worried by that handling of the whip. It becomes a danger thing. Sometimes if you're teaching someone, it can upset people. So it upsets people to think that the horse needs to have the whip cracked on them. It's just not a good look for for marketing, I suppose. You know, people hanging around thinking that you're cracking the whip on the horse, they get the impression that the horse has been naughty and you're having to bash up the horse if you crack the whip behind it. So be in the habit of holding the whip, asking the horse to go forward, but not necessarily having to crack the whip. The fifth thing we're going to talk about is the triangle. So we should have a triangle between ourselves going from the lunge line out to the horse, the whip pointed towards the horse's hocks or their tail, and then the horse itself. So just think about that being a triangle. Now, if you start to get a little bit in front of the horse where the line between your hand and the horse's mouth is shorter than the one with the whip, the horse can stop and get a bit worried if you get in front of it. Sometimes stop and turn and turn to the outside. Remember that This preparation that you're doing to lunge a horse is in preparation to lunge a rider. It's not lunging a young green horse. It's not training a horse or retraining the horse. It's not preparing them for some groundwork. It's preparing them to lunge a rider. You've got to show that you can lunge a horse properly before you start teaching the riders and lunging the rider on the horse. So being this triangle, if you get in front of the horse, it can be a bit dangerous because the horse can stop and turn. If you get behind a horse and the horse gets a bit worried, it can kick out. But also to watch your wandering, you know, watch that you're not wandering around, which probably brings us on to the next one, which is to have a direction so that you're not drifting around. I think when you're first learning to lunge, it's a good exercise to just put your foot in one spot and then just lunge with your foot in that one spot and just see if you can stay still without lunging. If you're lunging in the arena, you should be lunging on the centre line. You should be able to think about then, once you're able to centre yourself, then you can start to walk on a small circle. Because I think if you're walking on a small circle and you can do it properly and accurately and not lunging, you've got a little bit more control of the horse. So think about that as your next one. Another thing about walking around is always think that you're walking forward in the arena. And this is a good teaching exercise as well, not backwards. If you need to get to a spot behind you, You should be walking sideways but looking where you're going rather than walking backwards. If you're walking backwards and there's something behind you, even just a bit of uneven sand or uneven, you know, a bit of a grass tuft, you can trip over fairly easily. So it's much better to walk forwards or walk sideways and just watch where you're going all the time. Remember, you should be watching the rider all the time as well. So sideways is probably as good as any. You can watch the rider 
you know, quickly look where you're going, turn around, watch back the rider. And while you're watching, watch your horse's body language. It's really important. And this is probably the key to being a good coach. You know, they can not just see what the horse is doing, but see what the horse is about to do. If the horse is running on a bit and about to do a canter transition, you need to steady the horse before it does the canter transition, not wait for the horse to do the canter transition and then correct it. So always try and anticipate what your horse is thinking, anticipate what they're trying to do. And the other way too, you know, if the horse is trotting along and all of a sudden it walks and you have to kick it and cluck it forward, you should have anticipated that before the horse slowed down to walk, before they did the transition. So just keep watching how the horse is going, watch their body language and keep checking and monitoring them. Another thing about the horse's body language is if you're not watching them, some horses can be a bit cheeky and turn in very quickly. So you need to be able to watch that they're about to turn in and keep pushing them along and keeping them on the circle. Now, remember when you're lunging a horse, you might start off lunging a horse in the round yard. So a round yard might help the horse to learn how to lunge, might help you learn how to lunge. But I think if you can lunge a horse well and do the task well, you should be able to lunge a horse in a more open area, certainly one that is restricted, you know, one that is fenced. But uh, an area like an arena, you should be able to lunge a horse within an arena and still be able to control the footing should be level. So if you start lunging a horse always at A or always at C, then you're going to wear some tracks and you have to be careful of that. So be aware of where you're lunging your horse. If you're starting to get a track where you're lunging them, move to a different spot in the arena, making sure that you're not causing an injury to the horse because you're wearing tracks in the arena. And the other thing is to just stay away from the walls. So if your horse is going on the wall for more than two or three steps, they're not on the circle. I think when you're first learning to lunge so that you know that it's you that's controlling the horse rather than the wall that's controlling the horse, just always stay a metre off the wall. It sort of turns that 20-metre circle into an 18-metre circle. But I think it's better training for you to make sure you can keep the horse off the wall than allowing the wall to monitor the horse for you. And then the last point that I've got is the alternate sides. So horses are usually better balanced on the left. And if you've got a complete beginner or nervous rider, you might start them on a left. But you should always work the horses evenly either side. And when you're just lunging in preparation to put a rider on, start off different sides, different days. You know, sometimes on the right, sometimes on the left. If you're working them all sorts of different days, you might, you know, odd days of the month go the left and even days go the right or if you work them six days a week you know lunge six days a week or just think what side did I start last time even though you always plan to work them evenly on each day it just tends to be I don't know human nature that if you work a horse one side first you tend to work them more on that side they're already warmed up they're already going and they don't need quite as much work on the other side Hopefully those 10 tips are going to help you with your assessment. I'm just going to run through them again. The first thing is to check the arena before you enter and just check before you even start. The next thing is the handling of the lunge line or the lunge rein. The next thing is the handling of the whip. The next thing is the cracking of the whip. Um, the next one is to maintain the triangle. The next thing is to have the direction when you lunge so you're not drifting all over the place. And the next one is to make sure that you're always walking forward, not backwards. 
And watch your horse's body language is number eight, okay? Wearing tracks of the arena, make sure that you're working in different areas in the arena so that you're not wearing tracks. And then number 10 is to work the horse on alternate sides. Hopefully that helps you a little bit the next time you present for an assessment. And even if you're not doing a course at Online Horse College, hopefully it helps you with your own lunging. And I think I'll do another quick tip on preparing the rider. You know, what you need to do, the things that you need to watch when you're teaching a rider on the lunge. And we might even get into a beginner rider. Okay, hopefully those tips have been okay. And if you need to get a written copy of these 10 tips, make sure you go to horsechats.com and just search for Glennis Cox and you'll find a page with those 10 tips on them. Thanks. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.